It is time to end the struggle of wondering when God actually answers prayer. Too many are declaring in God's time, but they often wonder when that time will ever come. So get ready to hear Jesus himself address the answer to this question, when does God answer prayer? Hey everyone, thank you for listening. This is the Be Healed Podcast. It's a ministry of the Gospel Mission Network, and I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and I am passionate about God's promise to heal you because I know that it's God's covenant in the Bible and healing is true. I've personally experienced God's healing and God is touching people all over the world and he desires to bless you. If you or someone you love needs healing or you desire to be used of God to bring healing to others, this podcast is for you. The Be Healed podcast is filled with interviews, testimonies, and teachings all aim to equip you with a strong biblical understanding of how to release God's power and anointing in your life. Now, we're so thankful the Be Healed podcast has reached over 112,000 downloads in 116 countries, and I want to thank you for listening, and we pray that we will continue to be a blessing to you and to your families and to your churches. Last week in our episode, we invited you to ask a question about healing, and I want to do the same thing today. Ask us, submit a question about healing, and I'm going to cover it in the podcast, and you could do that by sending an email to contact at gospelmissionnetwork.org. And I'll be answering a very common question at the end of this episode. So make sure you listen to the entirety of the podcast. Today, we're going to be covering part two of the series entitled, What to Do When Healing Isn't Immediate. We covered the reality that so many people can get discouraged quickly when they first don't see the answer to their prayer breakthrough. And in episode number 37, which was part one of the series, we discussed that not all healings are instantaneous. And we also discussed that there's a real need to navigate through those times that healing is not instantaneous so that we're able to continue in faith. And the time between our prayer and our seeing the result of our prayer is a very vital time. We also went over five key lessons from Abraham's life. So Again, be sure to check out episode number 37 in season two so that you can make sure you get that part one of this series. Today, we're going to receive some critical information to build your faith, and we're going to learn about the recipe for answered prayer. In other words, what things need to be in the prayer for us to have confidence that we can receive it. We're also going to understand when healing actually begins, and we're going to find out how to overcome the need or the craving or the reliance on sensory knowledge like feeling differently immediately or seeing a change immediately. This is very, very important. So uh, get your notebooks open and let's get ready to study the word of God together. All right. Praise God. Well, the good news is God desires to answer our prayer. He desires to heal us. He is faithful and he is true. However, we need to understand that when we don't immediately see 
the results or the physical evidence of our prayer, it does not mean that God has not answered it. So let's turn in our Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, and we're going to take a look at chapter 11. And we're going to begin with verses 11 to 14. It's a history of Jesus encountering a fig tree and speaking to it. And there's some lessons here that I believe are very important for us to encourage ourselves in faith, even though we don't see immediate results to our prayer. So let's begin with verse 11 in Mark chapter 11. The Bible reads, And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he had looked around at all things, as the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Okay, we're now going to fast forward to Mark chapter 11 and begin with verse 20 to 24. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, this text is filled with many layers of revelation and understanding, and we could dive into some of the aspects of this text, uh, discussing the symbolism of the tree, uh, very likely referring to Israel and its unfruitfulness and the motivation of Jesus to describe the judgment on Israel and the, the hypocrisy of the situation that the tree was representing having leaves before uh, the normal season, but not having any figs, many different things we can go into that will really help bring out the richness of the teaching from this text. But for our purposes right now, I want to focus on the prayer or the declaration Jesus made, and then the impact it had that the disciples were able to see. So in Mark, Jesus says to the fig tree, he says, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Now it says in Mark chapter 11, now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Now, this means that time had elapsed. Exactly how much time, we don't know, but we know that it was the next day. It says now in the morning. So, this means that something took place from the time that Jesus spoke it to the next morning. 
And it was a notable difference. It says they saw the fig tree dried up. And here's the key phrase from the roots. Peter remembered what Jesus, he calls him rabbi. He says, rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. In other words, the fig tree that you spoke judgment against yesterday has now shown that it's withered from the roots today. Very powerful lesson here. There was a time that elapsed from the declaration of Jesus to Peter's testimony of what he saw. I want to tell you that when you first pray, when healing isn't immediate, you need to know that the prayer has gone forth. The request, the petition has been made. You may not see the fullness of the manifestation or the effect or the evidence or the shift, change or transformation yet, but it is taking place. It began when Jesus spoke to the tree. It began when he spoke in faith to the tree. Now, we don't see the fullness of the effect of Jesus' declaration immediately. So we're going to go to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, because a close reading of the text will reveal that there was a progression. Matthew 21, verse 19 says this. It gives a little bit different detail to help us fill in the, the whole story. Verse 19 reads, And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves and said to it, Let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately, the fig tree withered away. So, there's a difference here between the record of Mark 11 and the record of the same event in Matthew 21. It says in Mark 11 that Peter saw the next day that it was withered. And in Matthew 21, verse 19, it says immediately the fig tree withered. But again, you have to look at the text closely because there's no contradiction here. It's actually showing a progressional time elapse of the difference of the evidence or the working out of what Jesus did. In other words, the effect is changing over time. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 19, it says immediately the fig tree withered away. In other words, there was some evidence that the tree had had impact. They were able to see that the tree withered away. But Mark says they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. So it appears from this text that they were able to immediately see the the leaves wither, the fig tree wither, but it was the next day that it was dried up from the roots. And I want to tell you that when we pray, it is very much like that. Sometimes we don't feel anything immediately. 
Sometimes we feel something, but it isn't finished yet. We feel a little shift. We feel a little relief in pain. We begin to feel something changing. But instead of relying in faith that the word is working, that the prayer is working, that it is happening, that it is changing, we often will get discouraged and say, it didn't work. My prayer didn't have impact or God is unfaithful or you see it's not God's will to heal. No, we must believe what God said at the time that we pray and we must hold that faith even when we don't see the fullness of the manifestation or the evidence of that prayer. Now, Jesus addresses this. He says in Mark 11, verse 22, he says, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. In other words, Jesus is saying this is an issue of faith. In verse 22, some have rendered the translation in the original Greek that it doesn't say have faith in God, but rather it says have the faith of God. In other words, have the same faith flowing from the Father into your heart and mind that when something is proclaimed, especially in the name of Jesus, that it is finished, that it is done, that there'd be no shifting, there'd be no shaking, there'd be no back and forth and vacillating between faith and doubt. Jesus describes this. He says, when a person speaks to a mountain, imagine he's communicating the most impossible thing that you can think of to move a mountain by speaking to it. Well, if you're suffering with a tumor or if you're suffering with a kidney stone or you're suffering with something that seems immovable, remember Jesus' words. He said, you can say to it, be removed and cast into the sea. But he says, you must believe and have no doubt in your heart. And this is what I believe that God is working on in this series with us. That from the time we pray to the time we see the fullness of the manifestation, that we would grow our faith, that we would grow our faith to the degree that there's no doubt in our heart. It says that the person who believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Jesus is describing to us that we need to have this kind of faith, but it must be mixed with a declaration. It must be mixed with the prayer. In other words, when faith, with no doubting, when faith in the heart, with no doubting, is mixed with prayer, there is a transaction, there is a, there is a spark that begins to elicit the change. God did not tell us when you begin to feel differently, when you see something change. He said to believe in your heart, to not have any doubt in your heart. And we have to trust the words of Jesus above everything else. King David said that the word of God was a lamp unto his feet. 
It was a guide to his path. The, the, the word of God is what we must believe in, not symptoms, not, not the symptoms we feel or the symptoms we don't feel. We need to believe in the word of God. So if you have prayed a prayer of faith, but you don't see anything yet, just don't look back. Praise God. Thank God. Raise your hands to heaven and say, thank you, almighty God. Hallelujah, almighty God. I give you thanks that I am healed. Now, somebody may say you still have symptoms. Why are you thanking God for a healing that hasn't come yet? You see, from the natural evidence, they would say it hasn't come yet. The tree has not withered up from the roots. But you may say, no, the word has said that if I believe when I pray that I will have it. The declaration is faith in Jesus's words, not in the symptoms. This is where, again, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith in the word, faith in the faithfulness of God is where the heart must be rooted and locked and fixed. It is not faith in feeling or in circumstances because faith lays hold of it, has confidence in it, has the substance of the thing before you can see it. Therefore, we are first being rooted in faith, and then we will see. It may be the next morning. In fact, I just received a testimony this week, or last week rather, from a gentleman who called and he was sick from our home church, and we prayed over the phone. And we prayed a prayer and declared in the name of Jesus for him to be well. He let me know the next morning, just like Mark chapter 11, that his fever was gone, that he felt wonderful. Well, praise God. The healing began to be put in motion at the time we believed in prayer. He didn't receive the fullness of it yet until the next day. And so many times healing is like this. So we need to understand that healing doesn't begin when the symptoms shift. Healing begins when you receive it in prayer. Now, that's such an important point. I'm going to say it again. Healing does not begin when the symptoms change. Healing begins when you receive it by faith in prayer. So let's listen to Jesus himself answer the question of when does our prayer get answered? When is it able to say we have confidence that the thing we've prayed for is going to be received? All right, let's go to Mark chapter 11 again, and let's look at verse 24. Jesus said himself, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. All right, let's go through it. Whatever things you ask when you pray. So there is a petition, something you're asking for. There's prayer. You're doing it in the context of prayer. Whatever things you ask when you pray. Oh, folks, so frequently we don't pray enough. 
We talk to friends, we complain, we think about it, but it's time that we take and put our supplication, our petition into prayer. And prayer also includes declaration for mountains to move and be cast into the sea. So Jesus is saying, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. Now, this is amazing. He says, whatever things you ask when, when you pray, when you pray, believe. When do you believe? When you pray, believe when you pray that you receive them. Look at the tense there. Believe that you receive them is present tense. Believing you receive them when? When you pray. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. In other words, you will. They will come to pass. It will happen. God will be found faithful. Therefore, I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I hope again you're catching the tense. I'm repeating it uh, purposely because maybe you're uh, jogging or doing something when you're listening to the podcast. I want to make sure you get this. It's so vital because it's prayer is, is, is answered and healing is received during the prayer time. Praise God. It's received when you believe when you're praying and believing that you receive them, then you can know that you are going to, future tense, have them. Now, yes, sometimes, and we've seen many times, that healing happens instantaneously. And praise God for that. But sometimes prayer goes and gets or seems to get delayed a bit. And we're going to be looking at this in this series, I believe, about some of the reasons why there is a delay. Uh, But right now, let's just understand that the healing is being received when we pray. Now, I, I just want to qualify something about answered prayer. Because this text needs to be married to the other texts in the Bible. And I just want to be careful that as I'm sharing this with somebody who may not know other scriptures in the in the Bible that the Bible isn't saying that whatever we want we're going to have uh in other words there are many unrighteous prayers that people may pray things that are not in the will of God well this scripture has to be connected to the other scriptures to balance it because God is really speaking that it's the prayer that's within his will the prayer that that is a righteous and good thing to come to pass uh, that will take place. Uh, it says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So this verse is telling us that we can have confidence when we ask something according to his will. So there are a lot of people may say, but how do you know it's the will of God to heal you? Well, that's why we have the Be Healed podcast. And, and that's why I would encourage everyone to, uh, to, to, to go back and listen to other episodes and, and follow the, the, the podcast to make sure that you get uh, all the episodes and give it to friends and family because we answer that question. Uh, just very quickly now, I'll say Jesus took them. 
the scripture is very clear in Isaiah chapter 53, in Matthew 8, in Galatians 3.13, in, in many different texts, that Jesus bore our sicknesses, diseases. He's redeemed us from the curse, and it's the Lord's will to heal us. I mean, why would Jesus go through the pain and suffering of taking them from us if he wanted us to have them? It stands to reason very simply that he took them because God does not want us to be cursed with sickness and disease. He wants us to be blessed. And so we know that it's God's will to heal us. And you've got to be persuaded of it. You've got to build your faith that you know that God desires to heal you. And so this becomes very, very important in your uh, faith building uh, or your equipping process to believe God for healing. So again, we, we go back to this idea that God has given us the instruction. Jesus himself, the son of God, has said, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And so I pray that you've heard this. I pray that that it's resonated in your heart, that whatever things you ask when you pray, you must believe that you receive them. Don't believe that you have it tomorrow. Don't believe that you have it the next day. Believe now. The heavenly transaction for healing is now. Now, again, we're going to take a closer look at this topic in part three of this series coming next week. But right now, I'd like to shift to the answer of a very common question. Remember, we were asking for people to send their, uh, their questions about healing. And I want to, again, encourage you to do that. Send your questions to contact at gospelmissionnetwork.org. And we will uh, feature your question on a podcast. I'm going to answer at least one common question um, or your question uh, in each episode. So we're going to take this question today. It says, why are so many people sick if God has promised to heal them? Well, it's a valid question. Uh, they hear people like myself preaching that God desires to heal everybody, but then they see so many sick people in the world. Well, very, very quickly, the question isn't so much about the provision of God. It's more about our ability to receive the healing that God's promised. And those people who've heard me teach for a while will often hear me say that heaven does not have a giving problem. Earth does have a receiving problem. And so it's very important that we understand that this is not about, did God do it? This is more about, can we receive what God has done? Uh, people frequently believe that God died for everyone, that Jesus died for everyone. But in Matthew 7, Jesus reveals that many are, are going to unfortunately be cursed. They're going to go to hell. And that few people find the way of life. But he died for everyone. It's very common that people will believe God's promise in John 14, 27, when Jesus said, my peace, I leave you, my peace, I give unto you. But there's a lot of people, Christians, believers who are filled with anxiety and worry. Does this mean that Jesus doesn't want to save everyone? Does this mean that Jesus didn't give us his peace? No, he, he did die for everyone and he has given us his peace. And the same thing holds true for healing. He's took and bore the sicknesses and diseases, but we haven't received the promise. 
That's why this episode is such an important episode, because we realize that Jesus is saying, receive, believe and receive when you pray. I'd like to uh, end this episode with a brief story of an account that I heard secondhand about Reinhard Bunke, a famous evangelist, did uh, amazing work with Christ for All Nations, uh, leading that in Africa and just amazing evangelist moving in the power of God. He apparently was debating an atheist at the time, and the atheist kind of presented this question to him, if, if the blood of Jesus is so powerful... Uh, then why are, why all the pain? Why all the, uh, sickness? Why all the trouble in the world? And he obviously was trying to raise a question of doubt, uh, that the blood of Jesus is not real. The gospel is not real. And the blood of Jesus is not powerful. Reinhard, uh, Bunke, uh, responded to this question, uh, very simply. And he said, uh, are you aware of soap? <laughs> And the, the atheist said, yes, I'm aware of soap. He says, do you know how to use soap? The atheist being confused said, yes, I know how to use soap. Reinhard went on to describe that you have to know how to apply the soap to the body, to the dirt. You need to apply it. You need to use it. You need to receive it. And then and only then will the dirt be departing the body. He said the blood of Jesus is the same way that there are uh, people who do not apply the blood of Jesus and therefore they are still under the curse and, and under the affliction that God desires them to be free from. Well, in the same way, you need to not have any faith in soap or, or contend that it doesn't exist because there's a lot of dirty people in the world. Well, It's the same thing about healing, everybody. We have to apply the stripes of Jesus. We have to believe. We have to receive. We have to do these things as we pray. And we're going to see the power of the stripes, of the blood, of the bodily sacrifice of Jesus break through. Let's do it. Let's go after it. Let's not give up. Let's pray with faith. Let's continue to listen to this series. Share it with friends. And let's apply the promises of God and the blood of Jesus Christ to our life. Well, God bless you. And please remember, send your questions to contact at gospelmissionnetwork.org. Also, get connected to us. Send the word healing. Just text it to 94000 to become part of the Gospel Mission Network community. We're excited to have you. And I know that God is going to be found faithful in your life. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone. And you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace 
and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless. And I'll look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of the Gospel Mission Network, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer.